This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Today's episode of Clutter Free Academy with Kathy Lip is sponsored by Duck Pack and Track. Duck Pack and Track is my new favorite organizing tool. You guys, it's insane. I love it. You'll never have to ask yourself, what box did I put that in ever again? All you have to do is pack the box, put the Duck Pack and Track label on the box, scan the label with your phone, and then input what is in the box. Next time you're looking for something, just ask your phone, where are my black wedge sandals? And the app will tell you exactly what box your shoes are in. For more info, check out the podcast page to see how Duck Pack and Track will save you time and grief. Hey friends, welcome to Clutter Free Academy, where our goal is to help you take small daily st steps to live the clutter-free life you were always designed to live. And with me today, this is this is such an interesting. I'm guys, I'm just diving in with you. I don't even know where this is going to go. I don't even know what we're going to talk about. I'm just excited. I have with me today my guest Hannah Brencher, and she is the author of Come Matter Here: Your Invitation to Be Here in a Getting There World. Hannah. Thanks so much for being on Clutter Free Academy. Thank you. I'm so excited. Well, okay. So this is why I was so excited about your book because one, just the title, your invitation to be here in a getting there world. So, um, I guess it's your subtitle that really got me because yeah. I, you know, I think part of the reason that I have dealt with clutter for so much of my life is because I've either always been living way in my past or way in the future. And totally. to be fully present is really, really tough for this, for those of us who struggle with uh, clutter, because we're always thinking about the next next project or recovering from the last one. But you're talking about just being here. So I want to understand. And I a couple of things. One, you have this crazy project that you did that has gone global. So I want to hear about that because uh, I think that for us who are clutter people, we have the best of intentions, but sometimes execution is not always my strong suit. So I want to talk about that. And then I want to talk about how you got into Come Matter Here. So let's talk about the love letters. Tell me how this started. Yeah. What is this about? So yes, I always say that it was the craziest accident that ever happened to me because it wasn't planned, but um, it led me into this beautiful life that I'm living now. And so I moved to New York City my first year after college. Um, I was working for a human rights organization at the United Nations. I was wow. so excited. This had always been my dream to live in New York City. And very quickly, I found myself struggling with a lot of loneliness and a lot of mm. sadness. And I did not know at the time, I would learn months later that it was actually a diagnosis for depression. Okay. But since no one had ever talked to me about depression, I thought like, okay, well, like I was raised in a good family. Like I like, there's just nothing that should indicate that I should have depression. So I thought like, this can't be what I'm struggling with. 
but it continued to get bigger and bigger. And as a way of coping, because I didn't really know how to tell my friends and family that I was sad every single day, I started to write letters to strangers I would see in New York City. And then I started leaving the letters. So I would fold them up and I would write on the front of them, if you find this letter, it's for you. Because I figured if I'm feeling this, then there's got to be so many other people that are feeling this way too. And it was just kind of like my own quiet little project. It felt like I was leaving little diary pages around New York City. Wow. But when I went online, it went onto my blog that at the time, like, I mean, it had like a pretty small readership, but I wrote about how I was writing these letters and how in today's day and age, like we really just we don't do it anymore. We like mm-hmm. don't pay attention. We don't handwrite things. Everything right. is email and text and I basically said, like, I'm leaving these letters around New York City. And if for whatever reason you need a letter, just like email me, ask me and I will write you one. So I make this promise to the internet. And then I watch as my inbox fills up with hundreds of letter requests. Okay. Like, I have to tell you, Hannah, that's my nightmare. Like, what your project (laughs) is, that's my own private nightmare. Oh, it was, it was a nightmare. People are like, Oh my gosh, that's so cool. And I'm like, yeah, up until letter 100, it's real cool. Um, then it's like, what have I done? But I also like, it was just so crazy to me because like one, I had never, some of the stories that I was reading, it was just remarkable to me that you could reach out to a stranger and be like, Hey, could you write to me today? And two, like, no matter how much I tried to move on to other projects and like get people Mm -hmm. thinking in another direction, people always wanted updates on the love letters. Mm. And so basically nine months later, after writing about 400 letters to strangers, what? yeah, um, that was what I decided. I was like, you know what? I can't continue to do this on my own. Other people need to involved in it. Like it's been really cool to send somebody a love letter, but like, imagine if we could send like dozens of letters Mm -hmm. to somebody's house and do this thing called a love letter bundle. So I bought a domain name. I set it up so that people could do what I had done throughout the last nine months. And um, we just started taking letter nominations and we just started gifting people with bundles of letters, anywhere from 50 to 100 to 600 letters showing up for somebody. And it was a chance and still is a chance for a loved one to nominate somebody in their life and to use something pretty extravagant that the irony of it is that it's all driven through social media, but it's all handwritten letters. I was going to say, this is the exact opposite of social media. Yes. Yes. Oh my goodness. I think it's because, I mean, a lot of people have reached out to me in the last years and been like, how did you know to start this? And it's like, well, I was raised with social media. So Mm -hmm. it was like, well, if there's no social media, I can't imagine that this thing will make an impact. But I'm also pulling on something that I grew up having at my fingertips, which is my mom would write me letters and my grandmother would write me letters. Mm -hmm. But I noticed that all my other friends didn't get those letters in college, like didn't have that experience of going to the mailbox. And so it's kind of morphing the two because I think both matter. Right. And well, and isn't it amazing when you go to your mailbox and there is actually something that somebody wrote by hand 
yes, sitting there for it's you. rare, but it's not a bill. Like. Well, yeah, exactly. Exactly. And even most of our bills come online now. It's like, yep. it's crazy. <laughs> and somehow I got on the camel cigarette mailing list. And so that's what ends up in my, and I'm like, I've never smoked oh my in my life. Like my mail is so depressing. And so when there's yeah. actually something there, it's such, it's such a gift. And so here, here's what I want to know from that, because so many people set out to make a difference mm. and um, feel like they're not able to do it. And here you are, you, you, you know, people want to make a difference to a crowd and you wanted to make a difference to a person and yeah. look what happened. So to me, what you've done is you've kind of changed. I don't know. You've switched everything up on its head. It makes, it makes me so excited. Now here's where I think what you've done and where clutter free, uh, really merge is that I feel like for so many people, they have those good intentions. They want to do the big thing. They want to make yeah. an impact, but they are overwhelmed. How did you, I, if somebody had said you need to write 400 letters, in nine months that would have felt overwhelming but yeah so what was your approach when you you it's you must have started very small just one at mm -hmm. a time so tell us about how you got started in this because what I want to do is for me and for my listeners to say how do you get from having an idea to execution without becoming overwhelmed this episode is brought to you by Shopify Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Wound. Yeah, well, I think that that was probably the only way in which I could have ever started to run this organization because I always had a lot of really good ideas, mm -hmm. but it's the execution. It's yeah. the... I'm running hard after this thing and then I lose momentum or I don't know if it's going to make a difference or my fear eats it alive. Um, and so with this, it was ironic because it's like I was working at the UN and so yeah. you're seeing big problems get tackled every single day. And so I assumed if I'm not doing something that helps girls get educated or water be delivered to communities. If I'm not doing something in that vein, then I'm not making a difference. So I really kind of belittled what I was doing with these letters mm -hmm. because I didn't see the impact that they were making. You know, like I thought if you want to do something to change the world, do something on a big and global scale, would have never been able to tell you at that time that if you just start writing letters, eventually it gets to a global scale when more people get involved. And so how did I write 400 in that amount of time was literally letter by letter, story by story. And so many times of wanting to quit, but yeah. knowing, okay, like I made a promise. And so 
do I want to be a promise keeper? Mm. Like, and I, I did, I wanted to keep my promise. And like, it seems like we live in a culture and a society where it's like really easy to start things. It's really hard to finish. And yes. so I want to be a finisher of things and everything that I do, I want it to be full circle. I want to say I started as good as I ended. Mm, and right. so like, that's tough because we don't have many people preaching that, but like, I don't know, especially for my generation. I'm like, man, we start a lot of things, but we need to be finishers. And so that's why I never even thought to build the organization until I fulfilled that promise. Well, what I love is that you started something small, started something doable, but when it became unsmall and undoable, you invited other people into the experience and gave them an opportunity to do that as well. So, and that's all I've ever wanted to do is just to mobilize people. I think that, you know, like I just want people to feel like they're a part of something bigger and I want them to feel like they matter because they do. But the best way to make people feel like they matter is to give them something to do. Yes. Okay. So here's my question for you. For the person who feels like, I, I think that there could be two different people. I think there's oftentimes the younger person that says, someday I'm going to do something huge. Someday I'm going to do something really, really big. So my first question is, what is your piece of advice to them? And second, um, Hannah, I have no idea how old you are. I can tell you're younger than I am, though. And 29. You're 29. Okay, so you're my kid's age. Awesome. Um, I love that, though. So here's the next question. I think about I'm not in this place, but I think about uh, people my mom's age who are saying mm-hmm. my impact days are over, you know, like mm-hmm. now is. So what do you tell each of the people, the one who's stuck in the past and the one who's stuck in the future? So let's talk about the young person first who maybe is to, or maybe it's the 50 year old who says someday, someday, someday. What's your advice to them? I mean, I think that the biggest advice that I could give to like all people really is like, just you have, we have to be willing to pay attention. Like we have to look around at our lives and like, see what it is that we are good at and what we're actually here for. I think that for so long, even before this started, like I was like, yeah, I think I'm going to do something big. I don't know what it is, but like, I have always felt like I was made for something big, you know, Mm -hmm. but if I'm constantly wondering what that thing is and wondering what that purpose is, I am going to miss out on the here and now. And the thing is like, the love letters, like it's such a simple idea when you break it down. I'm surprised it hadn't been started a thousand times before then, but it was unique to my own story mm-hmm. because my mom was the one writing me these letters and mm-hmm. I was the one writing them to my friends. And I was the one that had a blog and I knew how social media worked. Mm-hmm. And so all of these things that could have been taken for granted ended up being this perfect storm of me stepping into what I was called to create. Mm. And so I think that's why I tell people to pay attention because it's going to be something in your wheelhouse. It's going to be something that you like you're good at, you're passionate about. If you're not passionate about like you will run out of steam very quickly, but we're just like living in this world where we all want to watch one another live our best lives that like, we can't even pay attention to the life that we've been given and cultivate the gifts that we have. And so the other piece of advice that I would give to young people is just like to be teachable and to ask as many questions Mm. as possible and like to show up like every day being willing to learn. I think if we act like we know it all, like 
we miss the chance to grow and to become better leaders and to learn from people that have been at this 10, 15, 20 years longer than us. And so remaining teachable. Yeah. And you know what? I'm going to talk for the older generation because I think we need to remain teachable and yeah. to learn from younger people and to say, uh, I, I love to learn from somebody who wants to learn from me because yeah. we have a give and take and we can say, yes, I have more experience, but you might have, you know, more access to technology or might yep. have, you know, whatever it is. So a couple of things that I love that you said. So figure out where you're good at and meet the need there. Do you yeah. because then it's sustainable when yes. it's something that you already love, it's already sustainable. And then I'm, I'm just putting this into my own work. Words, but it's strategic. You know, people want to be strategic and they want to say, what can we do that's going to be, you know, going to be huge and blow up. And you're saying, just start something, just start something and start it small yeah. and doable and carry it on from there. Yeah. I just don't think that the end goal, I mean, like it's good to have dreams and right. visions, but yeah. if the end goal is that you reach this massive amount of people yes. and you accrue this huge following. It's like, okay, but like the following is literally just like one person by one person. Right. And if we can't pay attention yeah. to the one, why have 10,000? Right. Exactly. Yeah. We and were we still exercise that today, you know, like in even my, like my day-to-day -day life, if I'm just to look at like every email that's coming through and everything, I would be so overwhelmed, every message, all of it. But if I just say like, okay, I do for one, what I wish I could do for all, then bit by bit, little by little, the tasks get broken down. And I think that's where we don't keep our eyes anymore. We don't keep our eyes on the one it's on this idea of following, but it's like, if you want people to follow you, you need to kind of be doing something that's follow worthy. I would think right. like, I don't want to waste people's time. Right. And like, even with people that are older thinking, okay, like, you know, I think my days of impact are over. I don't know. Like I always am trying to reframe what impact looks like because I've always found the impact of like the one or the five or the 10 to be deeper and richer than like mm -hmm. impacting a thousand people. Like, and I've had the chance to impact thousands. And yeah. still, I can tell you the moments that stick with me are the moments where you actually get to stick around and get to know a person. Mm. And when you actually get to walk with them through hard things in life or like, you know, one of my proudest achievements is like starting a workout group in my neighborhood for young women that like wanted to get fit, but didn't really know like how to. And it's like, okay, well, one of my passions is lifting weights. And mm -hmm. so like I assembled a group and we would meet Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 7am and like we would work out for an hour. And it's something that the internet will never see. And like right. the business people will never notice. But for me, it was so deep and rich because it's like, A, I love these people and B, I'm doing something that matters for them. And so looking at your people before you want to attain these groups of people that you you don't even know who they are yet. Yes. And so I think for so many of us who struggle with clutter, guys, I'm just going to end this on this, that uh, part of it is just stripping it down to really what has God called you to? What are your gifts? What are your talents? What is it that you are doing? Yeah. And then meeting that with a need. And so to not think about the thousands, but to think about the person sitting in front of you, very, very Mother Teresa, which I love. And to say, who is the person who's standing in front of me? How can I impact? them because your impact on them 
could be impacting thousands because of that person's reach and what they're doing in their lives. And so yeah. to think about the one-on-one is, is an amazing way. And it's a very clutter-free way of thinking to take care mm-hmm. of the person who's standing in front of you. Hannah Brencher, thank you so much. You guys, the book Absolutely. is the, come, come matter here. Your invitation to be here in a getting there world. And you guys, Hannah's publisher has been kind enough to give us uh, three copies of this. And here's the question I I want you to answer in the show notes. Here's what I want to know in your comments. What is it that you feel that you want to make a difference in? Is it, is it in your neighborhood? Is it online? Is it in your job? Is it in your family? Where is it that you want to matter? And if you have an idea of what that one, you want that to look like, please share it in the comments. I love to hear your stories. I love to hear how God is tugging at your heart to make a difference, Mm -hmm. to make this world a better place for, to connect with each other and to connect with God. Guys, you've been listening to Clutter Free Academy. Now go make it the clutter-free day you were always intended to live.